This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The, uh, <laughs> is it time? Is it time, Maddie? Is it time to, to talk about him? Them, Ty. Them, 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 <laughs> them. Not just him. It's a team. It's a team. That's right. Yes. It's a team. It's not just one guy. There's no I in team. Last time I checked. It's a, a full 53-man squad plus practice squad plus injured reserve plus coaching staff plus front office people plus owners plus ticket people all of them yeah walmart yeah yeah Yeah. walmart yeah the denver broncos folks they have lost again they're what now three and six am i right yes they're three and six and and the seahawks are penciled in to have the number seven draft pick at the moment that uh, would be nice but Maddie, looking at their schedule coming up and considering that they, uh, <laughs> I mean, like they have the Raiders and the Panthers in the next two games, but after that, which, it gets uh, pretty... by the way, Hackett said, uh, Hackett's gone like full, um, this is bad. He's like just being fully honest. He, yeah. he he's like, one of us has to win. Like, we're both bad teams. One of us has so, to win. So, so they're definitely going, yeah, they're definitely going to tie on Sunday after that comment. All right, so then the the Broncos are going to be three six and one, and Maddie, I think that the Seahawks might end up picking even higher than number seven when this is all said and done, considering well, the way things are going right now. Well, yeah, because then after the so like you've got two and seven Raiders and three and seven at Panthers, and then yeah. it's Ravens, Chiefs, <coughs> Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers, which is I yeah. mean all of those teams are at their best, very tough tests. So, yeah. And, you know, they get, they lose 17, 10 to a Titans team. Whose defense, especially is playing great football. Mm-hmm. Wilson's 21 for 42, 286 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And there was just that really rough, uh, fourth down play. It's just obviously not working well for them. And kind of yeah. like a lost season, Jerry Judy gets hurt. KJ Hammers yep. hurt. Yeah. Uh, they've obviously got an uh, injured offensive line. Yeah. Billy Turner. Hit a lot. 
Billy Turner, I think, is out for the year now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, Ty, a top 10 pick, definitely, you know, that could soon be a top five pick. Like, th- this is, like, bad in Denver. And that defense is playing really hard. But, again, it's testament to Evero that they're still sustaining the effort. But how long that can be sustained for, I don't know. It's still the NFL where ultimately it's a business. And if you're three and six playing for pride, there's only so much like that can be sustained. Yeah. And we talked about how like the trade of Bradley Chubb might impact, you know, the way that guys feel there in that, in that locker room as well. Um, but yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is bad. And, and Russ especially looks, dejected i've never seen him like this i've never seen him like this like so going back to that you know fourth quarter the last drive that they had in tennessee before he throws the pick he gets sacked from behind fumbles the ball and uh a titans player landed on it but it kind of squirted out and like it was still loose at the bottom of the pile but russ just kind of gave up and he's like slapping his hands he's kind of yelling stuff like that and then he just walks off he just walks off the field and and one of the linemen i think has to go over and be like dude like we got the ball like come back like russ doesn't typically act like act that way right he usually is like you know any sliver of chance that we have to win this game i'm you know fully invested in it and he just he doesn't look like he's fully invested right now and then in that press conference afterwards i mean he just sounded like he sounds sadder and sadder and sadder with each press conference that he does and i mean it makes sense they keep on losing and i'm sure he's going through it right now like they all are but this is not the same like ignore the noise you know there's still a chance type of you know like you got to have amnesia type of rust right this isn't that same dude it's very clear that he's just not the same guy right now no, it's kind of disarming, like how quickly it's it's sort of unraveled, and and mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's jarring to see Russ so unrust like like, you yeah, know, really really weird. Uh, along with it still being a bit weird to see him not in a Seahawks uniform. Um, mm-hmm. and now it, and now it comes out, you know, the leaks have already already started. Um, yeah, on a ninety two point five FM Altitude Sports Radio Denver. Tyler Columbus says, Russ is losing his mind out there. He's using audibles from the Seahawks. The guys don't know the audibles. He's using code words that the guys don't know, which like, okay. And then that's uh, really concerning, which again, that's like what's going on with Russ. Like, you know, and then then, like, like, like seriously, like I'm not trying to like, you know, mess around here or anything. Like, is he like legitimately concussed or something? And like, he shouldn't be playing right now. Like what's going on there? Mm. and then uh and then also apparently uh, Columbus heard that the 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 first cracks in the relationship between Russ and Hackett emerged over what style of offense and what kind of offense they want to run which we've heard this before which like given in September Peter King in his article uh <laughs> for MB Sports he wrote that um you know, Hackett and, and Russ had a, a crazy relationship, kind of relationship he wanted with his play call and play author. And Wilson thinks it's the perfect place to spend his second half of his career there because of Hackett and his relationship. And he considers Hackett a football savant. 
Like mm-hmm. it's it's wild how quickly that's unraveled. But then you know that's what happens when you lose. Is losing ain't fun and bad things come out. That's not unique to well, uh, and I'm Russell sure Russ is seeing Denver. And I'm sure Russ is seeing everything that's going on on social media and everything, all the dunking on him and all that. And I'm sure that's having a legitimate impact on his mental health. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see how that can kind of snowball really quickly into frustration and him, you know, taking that out on guys like Nathaniel Hackett, whether that's their fault or not, you know. So it, it all makes sense. And then you pair that with the report from Benjamin Albright the other day that. Russ wants shoddy, which is crazy because, you know, uh, our, our former coworker Corbin reported, you know, a few months ago that Russ was the one, Russ and his team were the ones that wanted shoddy out of Seattle. So yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of conflicting info there. And it just like, th- this is a mess, man. And I don't know if it's a matter of like, you know, maybe he did want shoddy out, but now he's trying to repair that bridge and, you know whatever and and try to mend that relationship and and get shoddy to denver but like if he also is doing that behind the scenes while hackett is still the coach like that's (laughs) there's so much there to to unpack it's just there's there's no recovering from that for this particular team in 2022 and i think just considering like everything that's coming out now just the the vibes in that locker room sound awful and that seems like something that's just going to continue to snowball and snowball and snowball until they end the season you know with like four or five wins like that's that seriously seems like where they're they're heading right like they're only going to win like one or two more games the way that they're playing right now yeah i don't know how you know the combination of the signs that the relationship's deteriorating the leaks coming out losing not being fun and then obviously having injuries, which they happen league-wide, but they're getting banged up in the wrong areas. I don't know how they turn around. It seems, like you said, one or two wins from here on out, and it's only just beginning, really. Like, new ownership group, you know, they're probably still working out how to be owners in football, but would they make a change of uh, making Hackett one and done? You know, are they going to wait it out we're going to find out a lot about them and their early ownership style i think mm. yeah I, I, I don't know how many wins hackett would need to stay on like how much of a say does russell wilson have in that when you know he is they signed to a long-term yeah big big contract with not an easy out so the only thing that they can do at this point is do whatever they can to fix russ because they can't get out of it for at least you know the next couple of years uh so they have to do whatever they can to fix Russ because yeah. otherwise every single year is going to look, look like this. Yeah. And the guy who's, who really did work out the best stuff for Russ's game was Brian Schottenheimer. Now mm-hmm. we'll see because that's the obvious choice. And, you know, Ben Albright is reporting that, but yes, yeah, like you said, you know, our former colleague Corbin Smith, like he, he tweeted out that Russ wanted, uh, he, he had a report that Russ wanted Shotty gone. Yeah, and fought for that. So yeah. we'll we'll find out. We'll, we'll we'll find out. Which is again, we've already found out that you know Pete was probably on the the right end of uh, his his approach with Wilson. 
Mm. Like I said, it's like we said, we'd find out a lot from Russ being in Denver, and we are doing. Like, I don't want to get in too far into hyperbole here, but I mean, if they do end up getting a top five pick out of this, that's the worst trade in, in NFL history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it would depend on, you know, maybe next year it bounces back. Like, I, I said, yeah. um, this is because I, I, like I, I think the you worst should. Steve Rust. Yeah. When we're looking at Russ's era and like, tying that all into the overall trade discourse i think we should only look at the years that he had left on his contract when he was traded and so that's two right he had two left so i guess so this year and next year that's what we basically judge that off of and so i mean it's just it's not looking good whatsoever by the way show end of line here in the um uh, in the chat says, I, I hope they don't poach Waldron as head coach. Uh, talking about Denver, I don't think Shane Waldron wants anything to do with that, quite frankly. And I also don't know if like Russ wants anything to do with Shane Waldron. Like, I don't know no. what their relationship was like. It yeah, didn't seem like, like a good one, particularly. I mean, supposedly, Russell had a big say in Waldron becoming the, uh, he, you know, he was involved in that OC hiring process post Shotty. Mm hmm. But the whole, you know, I mean, it's over. Uh, it's been over-talked about because that's the nature of the, the media business. But the right. whole wristband thing and the suggestion that, you know, Russ wasn't always listening to what Shane Waldron wanted to do, I think that, that suggests there's a bit of tension between the two, which, you know, why do you go and be a head coach? But also, like, getting Russ back to, you know, more like his top-tier self, Mm-hmm. Even though you know we've seen his peak, but getting him back to you know playing good football, that's like getting him back to just class. average. Yeah, like you just got to get him back to average because right now he's like he's been a bottom six, bottom seven quarterback this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge task getting him back to that spot. So you know yeah. if you're if you're a first time head coach, do you want to take that? Like some guys would love the challenge, but I think Waldron with his experience of Russ maybe would be a bit um shy of that yeah i think it needs to be someone that's been around the block like it can't be a first-time head coach hmm. and i mean like shoddy has kind of been around the block but he hasn't been an nfl head coach right like yeah shoddy shoddy's really obvious except for corbin's report so yeah 